the entire time. And finally, I just, my curiosity got to me and I said, uh, excuse me, sir, is there a reason why you're standing on one leg in front of the ATM? And he said, yeah, isn't it obvious? I'm checking my balance. <laughs> Boy, I love it when you're all like... <laughs> Uh, that one was okay. Okay. And I've got one more. Hopefully this will be just as good. <clears throat> I was in Panera getting my coffee because I found that it is cheaper to do their monthly $11 a month for coffee all I can drink instead of buying curry K-cups. And so I stop buying curry K-cups and I can get my $11 and I can drink all the coffee I want, but I have to drive there. So it does limit my coffee, but at the same time. So I'm in Panera and weird things happen to me in Panera. And this guy walks in dragging this book, but the book is like nine foot long. And he walks in dragging this book and then he, you know, gets to his table and he props it up and he sits it against the window and then he goes and gets his coffee and of course I'm sitting there and it's hard not to watch people when you're just sitting there reading your Bible or whatever drinking your coffee and finally it was close enough that I said to the guy hey excuse me I, I've got to ask you what's with the book he said well it's a long story okay first one was better but still Amen. We're going to go ahead and get in the Word this morning. If you would turn with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. Did you just get it? Oh, okay. Yes, it must have been written by Longfellow, yes. Uh -huh. mm. I should just turn over this portion to John and let him tell the jokes. Isaiah chapter 53, if you put your finger there, we're going to be reading verse 1, but we want to pray first. Father, thank you that we can get together as a family. Oh, Jesus, thank you for bringing us through like the last two years that we can gather together in fellowship, Lord, enjoy each other, have a meal together later on, Father, enjoy watching our kids worship, Father, and joining them in worship. Father, all that's going on, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're in control and that you speak to us. So, Father, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us, to speak to our hearts this morning from your word. We thank you, Father, for your word, that we can get into it at any time. And, Lord, preach to us this morning, Lord. We thank you for it and pray in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Okay. Adults, kids, we're in Isaiah chapter 53, and we're going to read verse 1. And it says, who has believed what he heard from us? Who has believed what he heard from us? Now, when I was a kid, there was a song, Whose Report Will You Believe? Did you guys know that song? Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. His report says... His report says, His report says, 
His report says victory. And it's one of those songs that the entire church is bouncing on. It's a great song. And it's basically that verse right there. Who's believing the report of the Lord? Has anybody ever told you something, guys? Has anybody ever told you something that was hard to hear that you didn't want to believe? And then you hear what the Lord says and you're like, well, you know what? The Bible says this. But everything around me is saying something completely off, uh, opposite or different. Like the Bible says, love your enemies. And all my friends say, get them before they get you. <laughs> Whose report will you believe? This is a challenge to us. Who are we going to listen to? Who am I going to listen to? And I really like the second part of this verse. To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Now, I used to read that, and I'd go, what does that mean? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Some of this, the, the English in here, you know, because it was spoken in a different language, and then they translated it, and sometimes, you know, translation, you, you just lose the power of it. And the way this word is, the way this sentence is structured, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But what it's saying here is, who can see how strong God is? Who can see the muscles? You know, during that one song earlier, we were all showing our muscles. Who can see the muscles of God? How big God is. Because when you get a revelation on how big God is, man, you stop worrying in that area. Up until that point, you think, oh, dang, I, I need to work out. I, I got to get this arm. Uh, I got to get this strength going. I got to get busy. I got to do push-ups. I got to do pull-ups in this area, whatever area of your life that is. Until you understand the arm of the Lord. And then you're like, you know, God's got this. I'm going to rest in his strength. We're not the only ones who do this. Think about Noah. Here Noah is, he probably had a hammer and an axe. He probably uh, liked to make firewood, cut down trees, maybe he was a builder of houses. Who knows what he did before? Maybe he had little wooden Legos that he played with on a regular basis and enjoyed building things together. But at some point, God says to him, I want you to design a big old boat, and a boat big enough that every animal that exists on earth is going to come inside. And Noah's like, say, what? How, how can I do that? And God says, well, I tell you what. This is what you need to do. You need to take what you can do, and I'll add in my part. You take your muscles and what you can do, and you watch how I add to that my muscles. And Noah got it. And so Noah just started moving and God added. And before you know it, they were saved and all of the animals. Because of God's help and Moa's, Moa's, Noah's willingness to move forward with what he could do. You know, oftentimes, guys, we look at the issues kind of like, you know, like when we're looking at our room and our room is a complete mess and it just looks overwhelming. Do you remember being a teenager and, and your room being like a bomb went off in it? And your parents saying to you, clean the room, or your dad sending you out to clean the garage or sweep the garage or some task that seemed like crazy, raking the leaves in the, in the yard. Oh, my word. 
No one told me I could mow them. I had to rake them. And we had a, we had a big old lot. We had like a lot and a half, you know, an acre of land. My house was on, at least it probably wasn't that big. But in my little eyes at that time, it felt that big. And when he, you're sent out to do that, and it's just insurmountable. But if you add in your faithfulness and you take the rake and you begin to move and God begins to move upon it as well, things will get done. It's when we say, oh God, that's impossible for you, impossible for me. Or we say, God, it's impossible for me, therefore it's impossible for you. Whose report will you believe? Who, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who can see God's strength in this area? Think about David. So here's David. He's, he's the one that's sent off to everybody's in town having fun. And he gets sent off out into the wilderness to sit with a bunch of dumb sheep. Take care of the sheep. And he's out there taking care of them. And all of a sudden these, this lion comes or this bear comes. And David's got to figure out how to ward off the lion or the bear. And so he starts practicing with his slingshot and he starts getting good with his slingshot. And whenever the lion or the bear comes, he goes, okay, God, I need some help. I'm good at hitting the gourds or good at hitting the tree with the rock. Now I need to make sure I hit this lion as this lion's coming toward me. I need to make sure I hit it. So will you guide and help me? Will you reveal your arm to me that you're able to help me as I am aiming for the enemy? And he does. So when he comes and he brings the cheese to visit his brothers who are in the military and there's a big front line and there's this humongous nine-foot guy going, I'm going to eat you for lunch. David says, you're not going to eat me because I know my strength and I know God's strength and you're fighting against God. So I'm going to give my strength to the Lord and let him add in whatever he wants to and we'll see you defeated. To whom has the arm or the strength of the Lord been revealed? Can you see what God says about where you are in your life today? Can you hear and see the arm of the Lord for where you are today? What have you possibly settled on and just said, well, I can't do it, I'm too weak, I'm tired, so I'm just going to put up with this. When God has said in the background, hey, that's something that I can do with you and we can meet that need, meet that challenge, meet that discouragement and see it defeated. But God, that's hard. Yeah, it's hard for you, but have you seen lately who I am? Can you hear my voice, what the report is? Can you see how strong I am? Oftentimes we, take, we hurt ourselves because we begin to confess what we see in the mirror instead of what we see in the Word. We say, you know, Lord, uh, I hear you, and uh, this is just the way it is in my family, and it's always going to be this way. I'm always going to struggle this way because Mama struggled that way, and Daddy struggled, and Grandma and Grandpa, and great-grandpa and all of that. And so it's just my way of life and I need to accept it. Or we say, you know what, Lord? How about this ends with me and doesn't pass on? No more generations. So show me how to defeat it so that I can help others. Show me your strength, Lord. Let me see your 
word. Let me hear your word and see your strength because I want this ending with me. Imagine the widow. She's sitting there. It's her and her son. She goes to the prophet. She says, hey, prophet, you know, my husband, he was faithful. He served the Lord and he died. And here I am. I'm starving to death. I have nothing left. I've got nothing. I, I can't solve this problem. This challenge is too great. This difficulty around me where I am is too big. You ever feel like her before? And the prophet said to her, you know what? What do you have? She said, I ain't got nothing. He said, no, no, no. What do you have? I told you, I don't have anything. No, no, no. Come on now. What do you have? Okay, I got a little bit of oil. She probably said it with attitude. Oh, yeah, well, fine. Okay, I got a little bit of oil. And he's like, yes. Give that oil to the Lord. Let him take it. And now go and gather every pot you can possibly find. I wonder what would happen if she had spent like a three weeks and had gathered a million pots. So she gathered to the limit of her faith of the victory that she could possess. She gathered pots. She began to pour and it filled up every single pot with oil from the Lord. The Lord added his muscle to her little bitty strength. And met her need to where when the last pot was full, the oil shut off. Now you may say that's just a story. I know Randy, Randy's told, I remember one of the first times he preached that where I used to pastor a long time ago, which is, well, that's a long time ago, like 10 or 12 years, talking about the missionary who had the same experience, the pot never ran out, the pot of oil. And they were feeding people and it just never ran out. Lee, uh, who helps in our food pantry, talks about how they used to feed the, feed the homeless in Los Angeles for Thanksgiving. He's told me this story many times. And for, they would bring the food and they'd be running out, but there was a long line. And so they just prayed over it and they said, I'm not going to look. But every time they turned back, there was another pot of food sitting there. And they would bring it and set it on the table and begin to serve it. And there was nothing left. And they would turn back and there would be another pan of food. They don't know where it came from. Of course, it came from the Lord. The point is, the difficulty that you're in today, the challenges that you're in today, God has a report and He has a strength that He wants to reveal to you. Why? Because you know your weakness, so what happens? You're like, gee, God, you are awesome. Let me give a praise today. This is what the Lord has done. I was this way and I was that way, but he stepped in and he showed himself strong. I trusted in his name and he brought himself faithful. You begin to declare who he is. And then others hear and they're like, wow, God's no respecter of person. If he did it for him, he can do it for me. He didn't win the lottery, one in six million. You know, there's, it's up to a billion dollars today. That means uh, they've had a billion, what is that, a a billion tickets sold? A billion people have bought, spent a dollar or two dollars or half a million to buy tickets so that one lucky person out there will what? Gain a very large headache. (laughs) Administrating and having everybody come after you. Come on, Jesus. The arm of the Lord. It's not like the lottery, guys. 
You are children of the king. You are sons and daughters of the king. You have full access to the throne room, Hebrews chapter 4. Go in there, hear the Lord's report, see the Lord's arm, and begin to speak what the Lord has to say over the situation. Now, I tell you this out of experience. This is stuff that I have walked through for decades now. It works. The enemy cannot take you declaring what the Lord says. The enemy cannot take you trusting in the arm of the Lord. He can't. He gives up. See, either he gives up or you give up because Jesus never gives up. And he's, he's, he's a mouth. He's a, he likes to talk. He likes to say, oh, you'll never make it. Ah, you might as well just, just give it up. It'll never work. It, this won't work for you. This will work for them, but this won't work for you. Not you. Because remember, and he begins to tick off everything that, that works in his favor in the argument. He doesn't declare the Lord's report. He doesn't talk about the Lord's arm. He talks about your weakness and your failure. And how big Goliath is. So you can't listen to that, and the most part, you can't repeat and declare back to yourself, yeah, you're right, Satan, I'm an idiot. Yeah, you're right, Satan, I'm a failure. Yeah, you're right, Satan, I will always be... You hear the Lord's report, and you begin to declare it. Lord, I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know when, but I know this is what you say, and I choose to agree with you. Whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. Whose arm has been revealed to you? The Lord's arm of strength has been revealed to me. This little boy, Jesus is standing in front of this crowd. There's 5,000 people there. Can you imagine a crowd of 5,000 people? It's ginormous, right? What do you have in here, about 100 people? So it would be like 50 times this size. That's a lot of people. And they're all there and they're all hungry. No pressure. And Jesus says to his disciples, Hey guys, why don't you feed them? And whoever the administrative person was, because there had to have been some administrative person there going, Are you insane? There's no way. Think of it. We would need... Uh, 13 carts of bread and we would need uh, three boats of fish and we would, you know, they're calculating in their head, which would bring us to 5,000 darinay or whatever their money was. That's impossible. And Jesus says, come on, what do you got? And what did they have? Right, what did they have? To feed the 5,000? What did they bring to Jesus? Two loaves of bread and three fish? Five fish? That's right. Get in agreement. There you go. Point being, they had diddly squat. They did not have enough. And how many can we relate to, Jesus, this is all I got. 
all I got right now is, there's 5,000, that's a pretty big meal. All I got is two, two loaves of bread and five fish. And they're small fish, bony. They're not even the good fish. And Jesus says, great, give it here. Let me show you my strength. And he takes and he breaks the bread and poof, it begins to multiply probably faster than they can give it out. And they took in scraps more than they brought in. Whose report will you believe? What problems, challenges, or difficulties are around you today? Here at Kairos Church, we call it our at. And it's basically your individual area of influence. It's the, we use the little at symbol because it just makes it easy. Wherever you find yourself, wherever you're at. I know it's bad English, but I don't care. So... <clears throat> Wherever you're at, what are the difficulties, challenges, or problems that you're seeing right now in your at? First and foremost, you have to have the report of the Lord and see the Lord's strength. Otherwise, you'll wear yourself out trying to strive to, to get it changed, get it fixed. But once you hear the report of the Lord and you see the strength of the Lord, you begin to give and you say, okay, Lord, I am moving forward. If it's inch by inch, day by day, I'm going to trust, and one day I'm going to declare your ability, Father. And then we give the testimonies. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, which gives you access to the report and to the strength, and by the word of their testimony, which is you repeating what you have heard and what you have seen. It's real simple, guys. I've seen it. I've seen it. So no matter where you find yourself today, whether you're going to school, whether you're working, whether you're taking care of others, you're retired, I don't care what you do, it doesn't make a difference. It's who you are. And you are a child of the king. If you aren't or don't understand what I mean by that, then make today the day where you say, Jesus, this is all I got to offer you. You did far more on the cross than I can do. I give you what I have today. I'm going to make that first offering. I give you myself, all my sin, all my junk. I give it to you. Jesus, receive me. I receive you. And then say, okay, Lord, now I want to hear you. Show me. As I'm reading your word, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me truth about what you see and help me to believe it. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Amen, guys. We're going to be ending our uh, service this morning. I hope that the food is cooked downstairs. I think the fire helped to cook it faster. No, it should be good. There is, uh, there's, the church is providing ham and chicken. And I would ask you for your first time through if you would just choose one. So uh, limit yourself to one meat on your way through so that we make sure that we have enough. And then if you need more, you can always do a second round because uh, we want to make sure that everybody gets uh, a meat. Okay? Let me pray over you, and I'm going to go ahead and pray over the food while we're up here. That will make it easier for you downstairs. Father, thank you, Lord Jesus, for each and every person who's hearing my voice this morning, Lord. 
I pray, Lord, it would fall on ears, Lord Jesus, that have faith to hear your word, Lord. Father, that it would fall upon hearts that are open to receive what you have for them where they are, Lord Jesus. Speak your report, Lord, over them. Encourage them, Lord Jesus, with what you have to say. Call them into the freedom that you have for them, Lord. Break off any kind of bondage or sin or anything that holds them back from walking in the fullness that you have for them, Lord Jesus. Heal their bodies, body, soul, and spirit, Lord. Give them the fullness of their sudzo salvation that you bought through your precious blood, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Father, for it. Every ear hearing, every eye seeing your strength, Lord. And Father, I also pray for our fellowship time downstairs. I thank you that we can get together as a family and eat. I pray, Lord, for a good fellowship, Lord. Bless the food, Lord. Bless the fellowship, Father. Multiply it so that everybody walks away content, Father. I thank you, Lord, for it. And I bless you, Jesus, for who you are, King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Downstairs should open up soon. You're welcome to head down.